Colorado brought in one of the most wild card transfers in the portal in college football in Shadur Sanders. How good can he be? Can he be elite or will he be average? We're going to talk about that on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked On Buffs. I'm your host, Kevin Borba, and joining me today is Clint Brewster 24, from 24-7 Sports, former college quarterback. Clint, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, Clint's going to scout and evaluate some of Colorado's top two players, and we're going to discuss what their ceiling is um, heading into the 2023 season. Excuse me. Before we do, this episode is brought to you by the Locked On Network. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts with your team every single day. Okay, Clint, I found you because, one, well, I already knew about you. You're scouting everybody. You're breaking down what everybody's good at. You're a former quarterback yourself, so you know the struggles. You know what to look for in a fellow quarterback. And so you did a recent breakdown of Shadur Sanders, um, who I called, obviously, in my intro, the wild card quarterback of college football. Um, he tore up the FCS level like it was easy, um, and now he's making the jump from the FCS to the Power Five. And so what do you think about Shadur Sanders, just in general? Yeah, I, I think when you, you look at the tape, you know, right away, you see his, his passing instincts really stand out. You know, just his ability to throw away from coverage – his timing, anticipation, kind of all those things. You know, I don't, I don't know, you know, a lot of people say maybe he doesn't have the most elite arm talent, the most twitchy arm or, or, or the most, the, the greatest mobility or, or all those physical tools, but he really makes up for it. Um, when you, when you look at uh, uh, his feel for the position, um, you know, when, when you study the film, you know, he threw 40 touchdowns um, last year compared to six interceptions. So he really values the football. I think you can tell that he's got um, that he's got great instincts for the position, like I was saying earlier. And, um, you know, he's got those NFL bloodlines. He's been coached extremely well. I don't know if there's another player, you know, another quarterback in college football that talks to Tom Brady on a weekly basis like he does, you know, that's just, it, 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 he has that type of, of coaching at his disposal. So I, that's, that's just, you know, I, I think that that's, um, that says a lot right there. Yeah. I think he has a lot, a lot of things working with him. Um, I think his arm strength, like you touched on is one of the more underrated traits, uh, his wide receiver coach, uh, Brent Bartalone, I believe is how you say his name. He coached Carson Strong in Nevada, and he said it was similar to that. And so that's exciting um, for Colorado fans who had probably some of the worst quarterback play in the country, if not the worst quarterback play in the country a year ago. Um, so now they kind of get a facelift there. Um, what do you think the biggest challenges are for a quarterback like Shadur? Because I think, obviously, everyone's comparing him to Cam Ward um, because he went from incarnate word to – uh, Washington State a year ago and obviously that incarnate word he was throwing for 50 touchdowns minimal interceptions was kind of looking like Johnny Manziel out there if you will just running around making plays and then gets to Washington State and still has a good stat line but the record at Washington State wasn't what they hoped and was kind of there was growing pains what do you think the growing pains will be for Shadur? Well I, I think that he's got to come together and gel with those new guys obviously there's a lot of new transfer portal players there and he's going to have to gel with them and 
and find some cohesiveness. You know, I don't know how good their offensive line will be. Um, we'll, we'll see about that. I think that he's got a lot of speed at receiver, so that's so that's good. But um, you know, he obviously there's much expectation that comes with being Deion Sanders' son and you know primetime son. So all eyes will are going to be on him. There's going to be some some pressure there. But I, I think that he deals with it well. Um, you know, he's always kind of been in the spotlight being, um, prime son, but, um, yeah, I, I mean that I don't know how good Colorado's defense will be then, especially too in the, in the pack 12, I don't know if he'll really have the, the defense on his, his side, you know, the, the best defense in the pack 12 last year was Oregon state and they were 25th in the country in, in total defense. So I just, I don't, I don't know how good kind of getting off track here but i don't know how good the uh the the defenses will will be um in the pac 12 especially at colorado with a lot of new faces but they have a good uh coach there in charles kelly that i know well and and at defensive coordinator so we'll see but he's he's gonna need some help on on defense and just you know help around him and especially in the running game they have alton mccaskill a a transfer from houston who, who should be pretty good but but um you know, we'll see how they do in the trenches. Obviously, there's there's a, a whole new roster, and they didn't have um, you know much up front last season. So we'll we'll see how much how, how improved they are. You know, in a lot of areas. Yeah, and I, I like the point you made about the defense because Oregon State's defense, while it was solid last year, 25th in the country, and that's the ceiling. So that means everybody else was uh, probably yeah. hopefully top 30 at best. And I doubt there was that many other top 30 teams. Like off the top of my head, I would guess Utah was pretty close. But other than that, um, there's not that many other solid defenses in the Pac-12. And so I think that kind of helps. Um, realistically, when I look at Shadur, the thing that I'm most interested in, and I want to get your thoughts on this before we move on, is how he handles adversity. Um, you talked about his 40 touchdown to six interception ratio, which is fantastic. Um, that all, And he had success the year prior. Um, but it also shows, which to no fault of his own, it means he's doing his job right. But he hasn't had to deal with many opportunities where maybe he gets picked off two uh, possessions in a row, or maybe the offensive line is struggling and not really giving him time to throw. I want to see how he handles adversity. I wanted to get your thoughts on the importance of handling adversity as a quarterback. Um, I had Max Brown on yesterday, and he said it's probably one of the most important things, especially when you go from one program to another. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great question, uh, Kevin. I, I think that, you know, he's – he's um, there's, there's no question that he's going to have some adversity there. You look at his schedule. You look at the teams that they're playing. They open up with TCU – right off the bat, um, who's who's got some really good uh, players in the defensive secondary. He's going to throw some interceptions, but I think that he's shown that he can deal with it in the past. I mean, he's just such a sharp-minded kid. Um, you know, I, I, I just think that that um, that he's going to be great, you know, at, at, at Colorado. He's going to deal with those with with that adversity. Um, there's going to be ups and downs there but um i think from what he's shown so far just his his intellectual capacity and and all of that um you know that you have to deal with at the quarterback position he's so good with he's so sharp with mentally breaking down the game and and um and dealing with all that so i i think that he 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 does really well with all that and and um you know i, I think that he's he's in for a big year 
Yeah, and I, one more question. I lied. We got one more question before I move on. Sure. Sean Lewis's offense is one of the fastest offenses in college football. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how it translates to the Power Five because um, obviously at Kent State there was some productive times and then some unso productive times, but it worked out for the most part. Um, what do you think about Shadur playing in his third offense in three years? Do you think do you think the Power Five is going to kind of being at the Power Five level will make it harder, or is it just all about his preparation, which I feel like he prepares quite well? Yeah, I, I think it'll definitely be harder, but he, he'll have better players. You know, he's got some really good receivers there. Uh, Jimmy Horn Jr., they've got some real, real good speed at wide receiver for him to, to get the ball to. Obviously, like we talked about before, the the, the defenses aren't going to be the most stout in the in the Pac-12. Um, but I, I think that he's, um, he's really uh, familiar with that Sean Lewis offense it, it it was a lot like the offense he was playing at Jackson State um and you know I, I think that the terminology and um the system and, and the scheme are, are pretty similar to what he's had um the past two years so he should be good with it you know and, and like I said you know we talked about how sharp he was and and how he prepares I think that um that he's gonna have no problem really stepping in that offense. And I, I really like what Sean Lewis does and just kind of simplifying the game and, and um, you know, really just getting the ball to uh, to the playmakers there in that offense. Yeah, I like getting the, getting the ball to people who are fast and athletic and can make anyone miss is a good idea um, for anybody, really. Um, highly recommend a 10 out of 10, especially with those defenses that Clint's out there chuckling about. I see you, Clint. Maybe a little chuckle about the Pac-12 defenses. Okay, um, before we move on, I want you guys to know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you could spend betting everything from money line to over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. Shohei Otani is always my go-to. Doesn't really matter who he's playing. He's probably going to hit a home run. All in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Okay, Clint, we talked about Shadur Sanders. Um, I would say he's probably the face of the offense, but the next player we're talking about is probably the face of the team. Um, Travis Hunter, former number one overall recruit, um, someone that I've had multiple people come on the show and say that he's has the best ball skills they've ever seen for someone his age. Um, Coach Prime himself said that he was better. Uh, Travis was better than him at this age. What do you think Travis's impacts, potential, and everything in between could be on both sides of the ball? I mean, he could be a top five pick at on offense and defense. You know, he has that type of generational talent. Um, just the the playmaking ability is just really special with him. What what you see? I mean, we we saw it at at Jackson State towards the end of the season last year when he was fully healthy because he was really banged up in the the early parts of last year and and didn't really get to. Uh, practice and focus on his craft at the at the position. I think that he's got just such such tremendous upside because he hasn't been able to focus on one position, you know. And and um, I, I think with the coaching at Colorado and the players around him, I, I just I, I think that that you know the kind of the sky's the limit with him, and he can be 
you know, one of the top players in, in college football overall and be a top five pick. I mean, it's just it's just remarkable the uh, explosiveness he has when going up to get the ball, you know, after the catch. Just all those things that you can't really coach um, is just remarkable with him. You know, he's a top player in the country coming out of high school uh, for a reason. And, and uh, I think we saw a little bit of that that last year. But but, um, you know, I, I think there's just there's so much development that can be um, that that's still there for him that we haven't seen yet that will uh We'll, we'll continue to see. I'm just, I'm so excited for him. He's the top player in the transfer portal. I mean, he's just so fun to watch. And, and um, I, I think that, you know, he's obviously already kind of a household name and, and will continue to be, and, and, you know, who knows, maybe a, maybe a, a top five pick in a couple of years. Yeah, I think he's got all the potential. And I think there's two things that really speak out about Colorado when I think of Travis Hunter. Um, one, not only did Coach Prime get him to go to Jackson State, but he got him to follow him to Colorado, which is uh, a, a project. We're going to call it a project because a lot of projects, they could go well, they could go bad. It doesn't matter. As long as you're telling your mom before the night before that you need a poster board, the project can go well. Um, if you're telling her the night before that you need a poster board from experience, doesn't go well. Um, something I'm interested to get your I guess your take on is you talked about knowing Charles Kelly and like your familiarity with him. What does having Charles Kelly and Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, one of the best defensive backs, if not the best ever, helping you out if you're Travis Hunter? How does that help you? Well, I mean, it's just everything. And, just and you know, they they have a track record of developing players. You know, um, Charles Kelly, you know, with, with his veteran experience uh, approach to the game, I mean, he's he was uh, – you know, he was looked at to be a, a college football head coach, um, you know, a couple of years back. Uh, I know when Auburn had some openings, his name was floated out there um, that they were seriously considering him. I think that he's just a wonderful, wonderful uh, defensive coordinator. And, and um, you know, it's a big year for him now that he's he's finally calling defensive plays and he has the reins there at Colorado who really be able to show people what he has. Um, and I, I, I just think that I think the world of him, I, I, uh, I think that he's really going to surprise some people with his scheme and, and uh, with his ability to coach and, um, you know, his ability to coach Travis Hunter and some of those other guys like Cormani McLean that are there. He's going to have some really, really talented players. And, and you, you could tell that he, he developed some, all the, those, that, that talent that was at Alabama, he was a great recruiter, um, obviously prime there as well. I, I, I don't think that there's a better defensive backs coach in the country, maybe than, than him, um, you know, maybe Nick Saban. Um, but he's, uh, uh, I, I just I think that there's not a better uh, spot for for Travis Hunter to be in the country other than right there in Colorado being coached by them too for sure. Yeah, that dynamic duo of him and Cormani is going to be yeah. interesting. And when I met Charles at the spring game because I went out to Boulder, um, mm -hmm. he's just a dude that likes ball. You could just tell he just yeah. doesn't really care about anything else. He was asked who was they were like, do you have any special guests coming to the game? And he's like. I guess my wife, I don't know. Like they were expecting like a famous name drop. And he's like, my wife, he's like, I'm just, I'm just here coaching yeah. football, and I like it about him. He just has that yeah. 
that old Southern ball coach vibes, and I, I like it. Um, yeah. What is something schematics-wise from that defense that Colorado fans could kind of expect? Because obviously we've talked about it. We kind of – we shaded the Pac-12 defense a little bit. It's all right. We did. Um, I'm out here on the West Coast. We shaded. It's all right. Um, something that we don't really see in the Pac-12, what is something that he's going to bring defensively? Oh, just man coverage and ability to, to uh, apply pressure. I mean, he really um, does a great job – you know, with his defensive ends, too, I, I think that uh, Sal Sinceri there, who's the defensive line coach, I mean, they're going to really be able to scheme up together and, um, you know, come up with some, um, some, some really good things. And his ability to simplify the game and not do too much, really do what um, his players do best is what, um, what Charles Kelly does really well. And like I said, he, he's got some other really great coaches on staff, like Sal Sinceri, who was a defensive coordinator in the SEC um, himself. So I, I mean, them two together, I mean, it's going to be um, it's going to be phenomenal. And and obviously, um, Dion knows a lot of uh, a, a lot of defense. So I mean, them together, I mean, it's they, I think that you're going to see um, a lot of good man coverage and. Uh, you know, some, some different things on, on defense and, and uh, just their ability to get pressure off the edge. I, th I think that, that they'll be able to scheme that up. So I'm, I'm really excited to see. Yeah. And if Colorado fans, if you ever doubt Charles Keller, South Sinceri, go, go to 24 seven sports, click on their little recruiting profile and just look at all the five stars and talented players that they brought in and just have some hope. Um, if you look at Charles Kelly's it's Cormani McLean, um, the Alabama five-star safety that's probably going to start as a freshman this year. Um, his name is escaping my mind, but Charles Kelly got him. Caleb Downs, there it is, um, yeah. got him and then bounced to take the Colorado job and then kind of flip Cormani from all the Florida schools. So they have some recruiting savvy. They got some defensive savvy. There's a lot to be excited about. Um, me and Clint, when we come back from the break, are going to be talking about Colorado's ceiling in 2023. Is it low? Is it high? Is the ceiling the roof? I don't know. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Okay, Clint, we are back. It was a little weird break because I don't press anything. We just sit there and stare at each other for a couple seconds. It's okay. We're back, though. Um, I wanted to thank everybody for tuning in to Lock on Bus and making it your first listen every day, by the way. Um, we're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Clint, we're talking about the ceiling for Colorado. Um, if you're a betting man, which I don't know if it's legal to bet in Tennessee, so I'm not going to ask you if you are, unless you, unless it is, then sure. Um, but the over-under is at three and a half. Um, I, myself, am not a betting man in California. Wink, wink. Um, it's not legal to bet here, of course. Uh, but Colorado's win total is at three and a half. Um, we talked about how good the offense could be, how good the defense could be. Do you see them reaching those expectations, exceeding them, or maybe just being kind of eh? I, I mean, I think that uh, I would go with the over. It's obviously a, a tough schedule right off the bat. You have TCU. Um, let's see. And, and then uh, – and then you have Nebraska, and then you have Nebraska after that. I I think that they win, you know, six games. If I had to, if I had to say, I would, I would, I would say six games. I think that they just that they find a way um, in the Pac-12 to, to win six games. I'm. It's not really a dig on the on the 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 Pac-12, but I think that with the players that they have there on roster now, I think that they'll be able to muster out um, um, six games, and and uh, you know maybe I'm wrong, but but um, 
we'll see, you know, TCU right off the bat. Then they have Nebraska. If you go down the schedule, um, you know, I think that, that Colorado State's a very uh, a winnable game. You know, Arizona State's winnable. Stanford, um, mm-hmm. you know, Arizona, Washington State. You know, I, I think that they can, they can um, you know, muster out six wins and be bowl eligible. I think that'll be a huge uh, – a huge step after going one and 11. Yeah. I've been talking about it. Six is like my, that's my, that's my sweet spot. That's my prediction. I went through the schedule. I see six winnable games. Um, obviously there's the PAC 12 after dark factor, which there's no metric for it. It's just a factor. Um, whether people want to admit it or not, there's just going to be a game somewhere down the line where it's eight 30 PM start Pacific time. And, Colorado's playing a team that probably should beat them and they're going to beat them by two touchdowns just because Pac-12 after dark. Um, that's where I got my start. I was a production assistant at the Pac-12 network and we just saw it every single week. Just something did not go as it should. And I expect that is going to, that's going to happen this year. Um, I need two things from you, Clint. I need one thing that could prevent Colorado from reaching those six wins. And then one thing that could maybe help them say to get eight wins. What would that one thing be? For them to to prevent them from winning, um, sticks. You said. Sorry, I think you froze up on me. Oh, there you are. Are you good? Can you hear me? I got I got you now. I think it froze up on me. Okay. Just go ahead. We'll we'll just keep going. We'll power through. Say that question one more time. Okay. Um, what do you think can be the one thing that prevents Colorado from getting six wins and the one thing that maybe helps them over overachieve and get like eight wins? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, defense is obviously gonna be the the biggest factor that can prevent them. Um from winning that much. I mean, I, I, uh, we talked about the, the defenses in the pack 12, but, but, um, I think their, their, um, their big playability on offense could really take them to new heights. And Sean Lewis, I think is, uh, a, a, um, a huge factor there in that offense and, and with, uh, Shadir and, and, um, Shador Sanders and, and uh, um, um Travis Hunter. So, I mean, I think that, that those type of players could, could have them reach, you know, maybe six, seven, eight games, maybe to win, who knows, but, but um, you know, there's some talent on the roster now, so we'll see. Talent is everything. Um, you heard it here for, for first folks, Clint's calling for a Colorado national championship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I appreciate you Clint for coming on. Uh, we talked everything in between from sure Sanders, Travis Hunter, what Colorado ceiling is. Um, I think it's six wins. Clint as well thinks it's six wins. A lot could go right, a lot could go wrong, but we'll find out when football starts, which is seven weekends away, I believe. Um, I think we're seven Saturdays away from football starting, which is exciting. Um, Clint, tell people what you're working on, where they can find you, and everything about yourself. <laughs> yeah, Clint Brew 247. I'm uh, I'm doing um, evaluations and rankings for 24-7 sports, and I've done the, the transfer portal rankings the past couple years. I'm going to continue to do – a lot more rankings for 24 seven sports and evaluating. And, um, you know, it's, it's been fun. I'm looking forward to the future there. 
sure. I look I look forward to seeing your rankings, especially I know Colorado fans like it when Colorado's at the top. Um, they do probably have some beef with you though. Um, Colorado getting bumped down to. the second spot 